You are listening to An Ounce, a podcast examining resilience, preparedness, and a positive attitude, an ounce at a time. Jim Fugate here, and it's my privilege to share an ounce with you. The message you are listening to today might seem a a little disconnected from the kinds of preparation you might normally think of when you consider the concept of preparedness. The principle is, in my opinion, the most important part of preparedness. If you can get it and internalize it, you are going to be light years ahead of those who don't get it. Allow me to explain using a powerful analogy that I was first introduced to by Elder Dieter F. Uchtdorf, an apostle of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I will quote directly and paraphrase from his address, one he gave in 2017. And if after you've listened to this episode, you want to be able to access the entirety of remarks that he made at that time, I'll put a link on the blog in the show notes at uh, anounce.org, anounce, A-N-O-U-N-C dot O-R-G. And no, I'm not planning to preach a sermon to you, but I do think you'll enjoy the story. Elder Uchtdorf began. A long time ago, in a distant land, lived a family of three sisters. The first sister was sad. Everything from her nose to her chin, and from her skin to her toes, seemed not quite good enough to her. When she spoke, her words sometimes came out awkwardly, and people laughed. When someone criticized her or forgot to invite her to something, she would blush, walk away, and find a secret spot where she would let out a sad sigh and wonder why life had turned out to be so bleak and cheerless. The second sister was mad. She thought of herself as very smart but there was always someone else who scored higher on tests at school. She considered herself funny, fair, fashionable, and fascinating. But always there seemed to be someone who was funnier, fairer, more fashionable, or more fascinating. She was never first at anything. And this she could not endure. Life was not supposed to be this way. Sometimes she lashed out at others, And it seemed that she was always one breath away from being outraged by one thing or another. Of course, this did not make her any more likable or popular. Sometimes she clenched her teeth and tightened her fist and thought, Life is so unfair! Then there was the third sister. And unlike her sad and mad sisters, she was, well, glad. And it wasn't because she was smarter or more beautiful or more capable than her sisters. No, people sometimes avoided and ignored her too. They sometimes made fun of what she was wearing or the things she was saying. They sometimes said mean things about her. But she did not allow any of that to bother her too much. This sister loved to sing. She didn't have great pitch and people laughed about it. But that didn't stop her. She would say, I'm not going to let other people and their opinions stop me from singing. The very fact that she kept singing made her first sister sad, and her second sister mad. Many years passed, and eventually each sister reached the end of her time on earth. The first sister, who discovered again 
and again, that there was no shortage of disappointments in life, eventually died sad. The second, who every day found something new to dislike, died mad. And the third sister, who spent her life singing her song with all her might and a confident smile on her face, died glad. End quote. Elder Uchtdorf continues with an examination of the three sisters, noting that most people are never as extreme as the examples in the three sisters, but it's hard not to recognize the characteristics of one or more of them in ourselves. He continues, The first sister saw herself as a victim, as someone who was acted upon. It seemed like one thing after another kept happening to her that made her miserable. With this approach to life, she was giving others control over how she felt and behaved. When we do this, we are driven about by every wind of opinion. And in this day of ever-present social media, these winds blow at hurricane intensity. The second sister was angry at the world. Like her sad sister, she felt that the problems in her life were all caused by someone else. She blamed her family her friends, her boss, and co-workers, the police, the neighbors, church leaders, current fashion trends, and even the intensity of solar flares and plain bad luck. And she lashed out at all of them. She didn't think of herself as a mean person. To the contrary, she felt that she was only sticking up for herself. Everyone else, she believed, was motivated by selfishness, pettiness, and hate. She, on the other hand, was motivated by good intentions, justice, integrity, and love. Unfortunately, the Mad Sister's line of thinking is all too common. This was noted in a recent study that explored conflict between rival groups. As part of the study, researchers interviewed Palestinians and Israelis in the Middle East and Republicans and Democrats in the United States. They discovered that each side felt that their own group was motivated by by love more than hate. But when asked why their rival group was involved in the conflict, they pointed to hate as the other group's motivating factor. In other words, each group thought of themselves as the good guys, fair, kind, and truthful. By contrast, they saw their rivals as the bad guys, uninformed, dishonest, and evil. End quote. In this analogous story, the third sister was not unaware of the opinions of others, or the unfairness of life. But she chose not to dwell on it. Instead, she chose to live, to do, and to enjoy her life. She was confident and made a conscious and purposeful choice to be positive about an imperfect life. No one is an absolute fit for any of the three sisters. We will all see some aspects of each in ourselves. The analogy clearly shows us the fallacy of choosing to identify as a victim and blame someone else for the failures of our life. Yes, all of us have and, and will experience traumas, some of them very serious and difficult. This choice will stunt our growth and consistently cloud our beings from the joy that life can provide us. It places us in the position of passing our power to someone else. But this passing of power and responsibility is a mirage. We are now and always will be responsible for our own actions and attitudes. These analogies also show the mistake of constantly focusing on how unfair life is. 
and to be sure, life is unfair. So, the choice is in whether we will be angry about it, a totally unproductive choice, or accept it and have a good life in spite of it. Is working toward a more just and equitable life a good choice? Absolutely it is. But harboring ongoing bitterness about it is crippling to us. And this bitterness is a strong repellent force to those who might choose to care about us. So here's the ounce. A positive life lived in learning, building, and relationships will create a foundation that is resilient. Challenges are not faced alone. Disasters are survived better by those who have not gone through life ignorant and inspecting life will be fair. The literal and figurative space cleared by a disaster can be expertly built upon by someone who has knowledge, has a positive attitude, has friends, and knows how to make more, and knows how to work. Choosing a positive approach to life, while acknowledging there are and will be challenges and hardships to face, gives us the liberty to have joy in the face of disaster and in spite of loss. Outcomes, though they may be predictable, are never guaranteed. This is where our power lies. Choosing our attitude, choosing our actions. When we know this and accept the responsibility associated with it, we are free, even when we are bound. And that's an ounce. Submitted for your consideration. We'd love to hear from you. What do you think of this and the other episodes you've listened to? Do you have any ideas for future podcasts? You can send your feedback to us by commenting in the blog or by using the contact us form at anounce.org. That's A-N-O-U-N-C dot O-R-G. You can also send an email to jim at anounce.org. On our next episode, we're going to ask the question, does knowing how to light a fire really mean you know how to light a fire? Huh? What? <laughs> Get the answers. In the brand new season, that's episode one of season two on an ounce. Ignition, no matches. I'm Jim Fugate, and I'll catch you next time. That's an ounce for now. Thanks for listening and subscribing to this podcast. Listen again for more information, ideas, and wisdom an ounce at a time. Computer, please search for the story of the three sisters. Yes, here are some possible matches. The parable of the two sisters, or the analogy of the brother and sister, or the tale of the two aunts and their nephew, or the legend of the brothers and the sisters, Computer. or the anecdote of the two brothers and their Computer. dog who reminded them of their sister, or the account Computer. of the Stop. Oh, jeez. Hey, check out our YouTube videos at youtube.com forward slash at an ounce podcast. That's youtube.com forward slash at symbol an ounce podcast.